0: Okay, we have reached the finale of tonight's edition of Headbangers Ball and we're concluding our coverage of Donington 95 in the only way we can, really, with an exclusive interview with the headliners Metallica, Lars joining me here backstage. So welcome back to Headbangers Ball, Lars, how are you doing on (laughs) (laughs) D-Day?
1: I'm doing real well, the mood is good, the vibe is good, the weather is good, (laughs) at least for (laughs) England, and uh, everything's great. I mean, I'm walking around here, I'm so happy, everybody seems to be uh, very ha- is it is it bad when you're like really ha- you know metal band you're supposed you know, to? No, I'm,
0: I'm not just saying this, but this I have to say That's that in five years of six years of coming to Donington, this is to me this is one of the nicest, well, most Griffin. friendly atmospheres it's I've encountered. Great. It's
1: great, isn't it? it all starts <laughs> with us. It
0: does. Now it's always that like, everybody's always like in their own head putting together their ideal Metallica. I mean, their ideal start your are up. Their ideal Donington bill. Now you actually had the chance to make your own kind of dream come true, right? So how did you go about um, picking the bands?
1: uh we've looked in our record collection (laughs) let's see what's my favorite record at the moment at coc what was my favorite record last week it was warrior soul i mean it just you know you you got a bunch of friends and bands you got a a bunch of bands that you like hanging with you got a bunch of albums that you like listening to and and it's great you know eight weeks ago when they came to us and said you guys want to do this we said sure we will if we can make sure that you know like we put the bill together and, and have something that we feel strong about and then everybody else out there feels strong about and then we just went to work. Yep. Um so I mean I'm looking at this bill going, this is like the strongest bill that there's ever been up here. We were really persistent about having as many bands on there as possible and it's it's a great day. Even the guy in Slayer was smiling earlier. That's how good of a day it is, alright?
0: Well you've got a great taste of music. It's a fine bill that represents the best of what's going on in rock music at the moment. Now I know that you're in the studio um, recording your next album and when you're in the studio, it's kind of you have to be very kind of focused. It's quite intense. What was your motivation to actually just like break out of the studio, literally? Was it a challenge?
1: <laughs> uh, it it wasn't as easy as I thought it was gonna be. I thought we could just sort of, you know go from one day recording into rehearsals the next day and, and come and do mm-hmm. this it it you know we, we were in the studio it's literally to last week right. and uh trying to rehearse every day and, and get our chops together for this and so on just wasn't as easy as i right. thought but uh we've managed it we can kind of remember enter sandman and sad but true <laughs> and whatnot, and uh, you know you'll, you'll see in a couple hours when we head up there but it's we got to get straight back we got to go play this gig up in canada next right. week with some of those oh, other yeah, bands hole and, and, and Baruch salt and then we uh We'll go right back in the studio in a week and a half and continue finishing the record. A, a couple of new songs, uh, I think they're a really good indication of what all the new materials like, uh, simpler, looser, more kind of jammy, more mm-hmm. a little more kind of attitude oriented and, and, and things like that. And it's, it's just... We're trying to capture a feel on tape instead of, of, of trying to capture like something perfect, which is really different for us and and it's going really well and in six months you'll the rest of all you guys will hear it. And hope you like
0: it. And having played here at Donington, that's going to like really kind of fire you out, Do you, uh, fire you up. Do you think that's going to take the adrenaline back into the studio when you get back there? Uh,
1: oh yeah, all the you energy. We're just going to harness in. all the energy here and uh, <laughs> take it into the studio. It'll be great.
0: Certain vibe. Can you give us some kind of idea of the feel of the new song?
2: Boy, it's it's hard to tell at this point. There's not really any kind of big picture to it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could just tell you that there's <clears throat> there's a little you know different things going on with mm-hmm. different stuff. It's not. Uh, we're, we're just coming in with a loose attitude and whatever kind of happens, we're just kind of recording everything we do in the studio, so.
0: Do you think there's going to be some surprises, something very different for Metallica this time around?
2: It's not a surprise to us, but to others it might be. I mean, after whatever the last album was four years ago or whatnot, it, you know, between that album and now, we've lived with ourselves, so we know what we're doing. Other people are just, they put the black album next to the new one and go, wow, you know, (laughs) so it'll be different.
0: What about the lyrics? Is there any kind of um, lyrical theme developing?
2: I got to write them. I haven't written anything yet. Right. Well, that's <laughs> Actually, I wrote, I wrote some on the flight over here for the new song we're playing here. So, right. Hey,
3: everyone. Tom here, back with yet another episode of Alf Metallica. I hope you're staying safe out there. We are living in chaotic times. And, you know, one of the things that is keeping me calm, keeping me grounded, is talking about Metallica. And today is no different. Today, I've got a guest on the show, uh, a new guest. And we're going to be talking about you know, quite frankly, one of the biggest concerts the band have ever played. Certainly over on this, over on this side of the planet as well. This is their, um, their Donington headline set from the Escape from the Studio 1995 Monsters of Rock thing. So today we're going to go through that set. We're going to talk about, you know, the whole event and, you know, Metallica's history with that brand as well. Just before we get into the discussion and the guest, of course, follow us at Metallica Pod. If you enjoy the show, there's many ways you can give back to the show. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, go on to iTunes and see what people are saying. As I always say, metal at your podcast, they're never not going to be number one. They have thousands of reviews. They, you know, they, they basically pay people to leave them reviews. They give them pics and stuff. And uh, shout out Clint and Ethan every time. But uh, if you want to ensure that Alf Metallica stays firmly in their shadow at number two, then you can leave us a review on there. Go and see what people have been saying on the reviews as well. Uh, you can subscribe to us on all the various platforms, on iTunes, on Spotify, Wherever your RSS feed takes you, uh, Patreon's there as well. So, if you really enjoy the show and you really want to give back, uh, you can help us out financially there, help us keep the lights on. And episodes like this go on there first. So, this will be on the Patreon for two or three weeks. Download it straight to your phone, and then it will go onto the main channels and stuff like that if you want to give back. Um, Get in touch with me, finally, as well, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show, you want to discuss a show like this or uh, a facet of the band's history, we've got an episode coming up shortly where we're going to be going through the history of Metallica's stage designs. Uh, Just recently, you know, we've had the, the Joe Rogan episode. And the Jason Newstead Mega History, so go back through the archive as well, but, you know, today, my guest is someone that I had on my Battle Rap podcast, we had a great episode discussing a a Don't Flop event, an event for 2015, Checkpoint 2, and, uh, you know, I didn't really realise that he was, like myself, fanatical about Battle Rap, and Metal, and Metallica, so, uh, yeah.
4: how's it going, man? I'm good, how are you, dude, you are? Right? I'm well, I'm well,
3: I mean, like I say, it's mad times out there, but... What, you know, crazy. watching this concert it just made me forget the world for a few hours. You know,
4: yeah. Um, any bit of metal or rock just gets you away from it all. Done it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just takes you away from it for a bit and just makes you think of the good times and stuff, and you start reminiscing about the old days and all that. Exactly, so, yeah.
3: back when you could headbang outside. Like those are the those were the glory years, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll have those again. But um, you and Metallica, I'm quite curious. Like, what's your history? How did you first get into the band?
4: it was basically through my uncle so he was in like into iron maiden and he had all the vhs's live after death and saxon oh yeah and then that sort of got me onto metallica through that so he's got all them on vhs and then obviously at the time i don't know if he was into metallica but then i sort of got into it and then it was definitely through Kerrang! magazine Mm -hmm. and that was I've got like all my Kerrang stored up, so basically, I got into metal and rock in general through Kerrang magazine in the mid 90s, and that, that was basically what got me into all of it. And then I got onto Metallica, and um, I was sort of obviously a 90s kid, so I, I it was black albums that I first mm-hmm. started, like just after the black album Skid Row, Guns and Roses. And also Oasis, Bon Jovi, but yeah, just after that, basically.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in terms of
4: your tastes in Metallica,
3: yeah, fa- favorite album, favorite song, just so we can get a feel for Huey, who Hughesy is, Metallica-wise. Ah,
4: oh, favorite album, Ride the Lightning, Barnoff. Mm. Great pick, yeah, um, yeah. It's I've always preferred it to Master of Puppets. I think it's a far better album. The energy's more. Better. Than, uh, I, I I believe okay. that, that I just feel <laughs> it. it's your pick bro. Let's get controversial. <laughs> <laughs> well, start I'm going to piss off everyone now. All Metallica fans are going to like kill me. No, but yeah,
3: I I I, 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 tell I what you say but I think most people struggle to pick between those two. So it's interesting that you think one um, quite a bit about.
4: I just find the energy. I just think like, obviously, I love like Welcome Home, Sanitarium, and Weapon Messiah and Battery Master of Puppets, Disposable Heroes. But Ride the Lightning for me, my favourite song. Obviously, I love Creeping Death. I really like Escape and well, um, yeah. Trapped Under Ice. They're mm-hmm. like sort of obviously On song, yeah. And Ride the Lightning, self titled But yeah, it's and um, I love Kill 'Em All and. Ah the Black I even like of the Black album as well uh, mm-hmm. my friend of misery
3: Love's my like... friend of Oh man some of the instrumental sections in that song I mean you know Guys, go back and check out the episode we did with Matt. But yeah, I, I love that song as well. So, uh, yeah, good picks. So, today we are talking about the Donington shows, which, uh, you know, the very famous show over here, certainly. And it's an interesting time for the band, isn't it? So, this is 1995. In 1995, so this is the Escape from the Studio. Load was being recorded at this time. This concert went down, uh, I believe it was the 26th of August, 1995. So, um, you know, Load wouldn't come out for almost a year. So, you know, they were a long way out. Everyone was really excited. The Black Album had been out for many years. Um, The band played five gigs in 1995. They were mostly small gigs. Um, They did a gig on August 17th in Sam Raphael at uh, some sound studios for fans they did uh, the London Astoria show which was uh, just prior to this Donnington thing They did a ca- the Canadian show they did with um, Veruca Salt and Hole and then they did something at Whiskey Go Go so this was the only real big show they did in 1995 and um, you know we've not quite got into the lowness of Metallica so they kind of got their foot in either pool as a way like so Lars looks very fashionable on stage you know he's got his sort of long hair in his white sweater and stuff James what is going on with that mullet it's incredible I've never seen anything like
4: that (laughs) that lion's mane that he's got like it's Legion of Doom yeah it's it's animal it's wrestling it's (laughs) and the sweatband it's like animal and art combined it's Mm -hmm. the first thing I noticed it looks like a German football player. He does, yeah,
3: yeah, he really does. It's just <laughs> the the, the, it's a, the long mullet with the rat tail, and it, it's it, it's absolutely absolutely glorious. Like you know, obviously they would all shave the hair and stuff like that going forward. But this is still kind of the last hurrah, really. that Black Album archetype of the band both in terms of the look and the sound and you know that kind of prowling energy but um just before we get to their show of course this was a whole day of bands and Metallica's relationship with Donington with the Monsters of Rock went back 10 years prior, so this is 95. Um, they first played in 85 where they were opening for Bon Jovi and they went on after Rat, who you know they shared Do a the tape pop. with. I know it's mad with Metal Massacre. Then they came back two years later in 87, moving slightly up the bill. Uh, they were playing before Dio and then Bon Jovi would headline Bon Jovi, you know, in their palm for the New Jersey yeah, era. Except-
4: yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Deal,
3: uh, yeah yeah, and then 88 they played that was slightly lower down the bill but this was a different i mean confusingly there's two monsters of rocks going around there's the donnington one and then there's the touring us ones this is when justice era dokken van halen headlining kingdom come scorpions um then we have you know probably the one that most people know other than this one uh the 91 show in Donington where they open for acdc that's another
4: legendary concert for them that's and that's a, another one of the DVDs my uncle had. Oh yeah. The night one, the A C D C live at Donington. Thunderstruck's the most famous, obviously, yes. in yeah. And that, that was famous through that gig and Metallica supported yeah. And it's crazy to think they supported DC on that. It was sort of a co headline, weren't it? But
2: yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. It's nuts. That it's that gig in particular, that and live after death are what got me onto Metallica. Like um I made an A C D C and that, that's what only through my uncle, and that's so all it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, AC/DC were they were they were brilliant at that, it was fantastic, and that's what made me want to go to Donington, which I have done it now, being once at download. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: I mean, it's so, worth saying, it, yeah, Donington continues to this day, but yeah, as download festival, so Monsters of Rock yeah. doesn't happen anymore. Uh, download, unfortunately, you know, was supposed to be going down this year, but got cancelled because of the corona elsewhere. But that is that is holy ground in metal lore, right? That field, like
4: well it was just a guy in the pub weren't it and he just decided right get all the top metal bands and rock and put on a show and it um it, it's crazy um how it how, was it Nathan Blair who used to do the disco um i think it was called Nathan Blair who did the discos and um the rock disco and like got discovered Iron Maiden through there through the tapes and then but uh, whoever decided right I'm going to put everyone on in a field and like there was ahead of the time weren't uh-huh. he so uh-huh. uh, Visionary It is It's totally folklore Like now It's more like There's a a lot of bands That play Back then you'd, You'd have about Six or seven Really good acts Yeah And that were your festival But like Some of the biggest acts In the world Weren't it Instead of like Just a few crap ones And then
2: Mm.
3: and it was but, interesting because um, um, this show was going against directly competing with the Reading Festival which was on at the same weekend so uh, you know it's always kind of the last weekend of August the bank holiday and I was just looking at the bill actually of what was going on I love looking at old festival bills and seeing who's headlining and seeing what bands are big and what bands haven't played anymore because I mean we'll get to fer- <laughs> we'll get to therapy shortly uh, the Northern Irish band who essentially were we'll main for support for Metallica no offence to therapy where the fuck are therapy now, like, like they're they're, they're yeah. completely Abs- absent, aren't they? Like, it's it's mad how how times change. But the Sunday on this Reading '95 is extraordinary. So we have Mud Honey, Pavement, Soundgarden, Neil Young, and then prior to that, White Zombie, who actually played with Metallica the day before. Uh, Monster right. Magnet were there as well. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, who who also <laughs> supported Metallica on on the Garage Inc. tour and stuff like that. So uh, you, you know, these were glorious times. But um, it's uh, it's. Really, kind of goes to show Metallica's power at the time, doesn't it? That they headlined this on the proviso that they got to choose all the bands, and I, I'm, I'm sure Donington were like, "Fuck you, head, do whatever you want."
4: This this was a time when Metallica they they sort of outgrown being the biggest metal band. Now they yes. were sort of like, right, and I think this is they were toying with it, so. Alice in Chains and a lot of bands like that. There was definitely toying with the grunge idea and dressing down and sort of like Newstead's dressed like um, Pearl Jam. Yes, he's got like <laughs> a it, very
3: sort of frizzy hair, hasn't he? He's got like an afro Newstead, yeah. It's
4: so of its time. It's, it's it so wrong. nice. It's unreal. It's like an episode of Beaver. Some Butthead sometimes. It sometime does. Where what everyone's wearing. <laughs> and, and it's like the, the way they've captured like Metallica for how can we... Sort of appealed to everyone with the Redding sort of crowd as well mm-hmm. and getting the metal crowd. And it, it was such a like, I think that's Lyle's Zurich, the genius behind the oh, whole. Yeah. Of, I totally believe that, like, he eh, the whole show, like, all the bands they've picked, they've got the attitude, Machine Head. And you've got like, it's sort of have you ever seen the film Doom Generation? It's like, it's basically like they've right. got desert rock bands. Mm-hmm sort of um they've got the kind of alternative therapy the
3: edge alternative and kind of sleazy rock slash, edge. slashes there they've got the star power slayers there i mean yeah it is like because you because the, the the common thought is oh you know grunge kicked heavy metal in the teeth and it kind of gets mentioned in the show as well people said heavy metal is cancer over but it is alive and well it is in rude health throughout this concert and the crowd are wild and one of the things that I sent you uh Hughie just before we did this episode yesterday and I want to urge people to check this out online so um on the, on the headbangers ball on the MTV, they did, and they've done multiple ones of these, they've done one for like the early 90s and the late 90s stuff, they did like huge TV specials where basically um, this, you know, frankly babe, Vanessa Warwick, like I, I, the interview is great, I love her uh, she clearly gets <laughs> on with all the bands and they all kind of fancy her, Slash says you're really hot at the end of the interview I don't know if you <laughs> caught that, Slash is like macking on her in the interview, it's really cool so uh, so basically it's like a two hour TV special that goes through each band uh, interviews the bands as well, shows you them playing their footage so I just want to quickly go through this to kind of recap the set list so kicking off we have Corrosion of Conformity you know I know James and Pepper were very close James would go on to be on the album they recorded after this and sing on Man or Ash and you know Pepper would audition for Metallica and stuff like that we get to see them playing Clean My Wounds and this is 11:30 a.m so this is a whole day's concert as it were a whole
4: bill and there's so many people there already like you know people are hungry for it People have read it rock, and this is like... It's sludgy, is it? It's mm. sludgy sort of metal, the playing. I've seen a few bands like that, and it's just... I think at this time, it was definitely a drinking culture as well, and it still is festivals, but yeah, you you go to like... <laughs> I know there was a lot of bottles thrown at this festival as well, because I've done a bit of like YouTube research, but the, yeah, that these bands were like... People get up to party. That's what it is. This festival's definitely... I don't want to say carnival atmosphere, but yeah, it's got that free spirit, that rad vibe and everyone was just down for a, ch- a party. But there's still chillness about it as well. There's not like a violent atmosphere you feel. No. It's just like a sort of fun loving. Um, th- these are all right. Sludgy from right. They're quite like, yeah, they've got that sort of sludgy. Mm, rock that kind of, yeah.
3: That kind of down and out groove definitely to down them. And, and um, um, you yeah. know, they, 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 yeah, they they were really good here. And I, I really like the song "Clean My Wounds." Actually, I think that's kind of like their biggest hit, and uh, and they nail it. And uh, yeah, I mean, Vanessa says throughout, who I just want to reiterate, I just I just really like. I've never really seen her before, and I know she's a bit of a legend because I was googling her afterwards, and she's now a property magnet. Property? Yeah, she's like <laughs> she's big into like the rented sector, and I know. I just wanna... said you checked. That's
4: the one I. checked. Yeah. I checked. it <laughs> know, and like,
3: like there's a few podcasts of her being interviewed about like I don't know tenancy agreements. she's still got it. She still got she <laughs> She's, she's aged well she's aged very well and um, yes. and all the top all the top comments are like headbangers ball like i remember staying up to 2 a.m vanessa and all this sort of stuff like you know and uh, and she's great and she says in a few of the interviews that she feels that the atmosphere is the best she's ever seen and i think part of that Hughie, is the weather like for some reason minutes, yeah. the british isles it, it rained 90 percent of the time but it was balmy over there like
4: it's what, yeah, because they were saying it in some of the interviews and it might rain, but I don't think it quite did, did it? And no. they were saying it could rain for these, it might rain for Metallica, or it might rain for Skid Row. There's, there seems a bit of beef between Slayer and Skid Row. I don't know if, we've, uh, if that will catch on mm. that later, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it, the weather's just good, in it? And it's just a good yeah. light. Great vibe. I like it. It's a bit windy, but yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, so, so. and uh, so that so Can Film, it opened, and then a band that I know Lars are a big fan of, this is a band that um, supported Metallica on, on some dates, uh, Warrior Soul, which um, they're kind of a bit more of a Black Crows throwback. I mean, the, the, oh, the, the crowd didn't totally. qu- quite seem to be vibing with them as much as the other bands.
4: No, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a poor man's Black Crows, in it? Sort of... Um... Like sleazy helicopters, bam like that, super mm-hmm. suckers, like- yeah, yeah, just bits of chaos as well, but sure. sort of a little bit. But yeah, it it just seems a bit. Gimmick, I'm oh, not gimmicky just unflattering. Like they, they look cool. It's a bit and cliched.
3: That. Yeah, it was just a bit kind of scuzzy. You know, the sort of sunset strip sort of idea. I wasn't that interested. It was cool to see Machine Head there though. Third and the
4: crowd, the huge pits. Like they, yeah. they were like obeying Rob Flynn. Like they were bringing it. They just rocked at Dynamo as well. I've got, I've watched that a lot of times with Biohazard and mm. they they burn my eyes had just come out and it around the i not i think yeah they were about a year prior so they they was doing well with burn my eyes and it was getting a big rep mm-hmm. and they, these are a perfect band because it's sort of you're going with a street vibe the street sort of metal the walk as well and then you've got like you know you've got the thrash mixed with the sort of like bit of the new metal as well so it's like yeah. and this was just introducing everyone to them and And they played with Slayer as well, I think. Um, Rob Flynn's on one of their videos, so we don't know. Yeah, I mean,
3: Metallica had gone on stage. James, many years later on the World Magnetic tour, had actually played with Machine Head live and played some of their songs, so I know he's a big fan of theirs. So that was really yeah. cool, and yeah, that I think at the time they were sort of the heir apparent, the sort of not not new metal. N, I'm saying N E W, the the new metal rather than yeah, N-U metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, they're more yeah. more of kind of classic in that sense. Machinehead. Now, um, White sure, Zombie yeah. were there as well, and that was cool to see. Uh, you know, Rob Zombie, I'm a big fan of. Uh, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast recently. He's a very lucid interviewer, really interesting guy. Um, his voice seemed a bit shot, but the energy was definitely there.
4: Yeah, I've put in uh, visually cap- captivating. They look good, um, yeah. and the energy's there. They would—I don't think they were ever a songs band. White Zombie. They was no. more. They were more. Um, I think Metallica's A and R guy. One of them. He was the one who actually signed Rob Zombie. Okay. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but there's a documentary on Netflix about. Um, oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Largo. Yeah,
4: Michael Largo. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he's the one who, like, I think he later signed Danfrax afterwards. But, yeah, he signed Metallica and he signed, White like, Zombie-like, like, in, obviously in the mid-90s and that, because he thought they were cool and that. The more of a visual them again, carnival, innit? it's Oh, like... yeah, it's
3: all that House for a Thousand Corpses kind of, yeah, it's anticipating a lot of that ideas. Now, um, the next band that were on the bill, I didn't realise that they shared the bill with Metallica, and I was very excited to see that Slash's Snake Pit were there. Um, you know, Hughie I don't know if you noticed know about me. I'm I'm a giant Guns N' Roses fan. I always have been, and I remember as a kid, like listening to the records. And you know, you had your uncle. I had my older cousin who's who's been on the yeah. show. Peter, we did we did Saint Anger and stuff like that. Good episode. And he was telling me he was like, oh yeah, Slash had his own band, sort of thing. So I was like, what the fuck is this? And have, have you listened to Slash's Snake Pit at all? Are you familiar with them or I've
4: I've I've heard of them. I've mm. seen Slash with the um, what do you call it, Slash and. What's the other band? They played. They played at Download. Uh, Velvet Revolver.
3: <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. Yeah. You mean he's uh, the Moles, the conspirators or whatever they're called? Then yeah, yeah. Because
4: fortunately, Slash is too good to be playing with like sort of mid tier rock. Mm. He's better, Guns and Rolls He's cool, but in Velvet Revolver, it was pretty cool because obviously.
3: You had scar, you had that star
4: power up front. You yeah. had star power, but when it's just Slash on his own, like with, with a few, like, anyone's basically playing Garage Rock, that's the way I feel like it's...
3: Yeah, I don't mean. I mean, they weren't, to be fair, they weren't anyone's, but it, you would think that when you, when you watched it. So, Slashy Snake Pit are an interesting band because they did two albums quite a few years apart. The first album, Five O'Clock Somewhere, which they were touring and which they play from here, is that kind of scuzzy bar rock. But the second album, um, it, what's it called, uh, Ain't Life Fun, or, uh, Ain't It Fun, or something like, Ain't Life Grand, sorry, it's called Ain't Life Grand, is far bluesier, way more soulful, way more powerful, and, um, it's kind of night and day, those two bands, but this is the early era, uh, Eric Dover's singing, who is in a power pop band called Jellyfish, that I'm sure a lot of people will be aware of, uh, Spilt Milk's a, a wonderful <laughs> album, and, um, you know, I thought they were okay here. The problem was with the first album. You kind of see it in the live performances. The songs weren't that good. So it's like, even though Slash is there doing his mm-hmm. thing, it's like the I don't know. I don't know how you felt about the performances, but they
4: were captivating. But again, they didn't really stick with me. The melodically, you know. You usually find this when a great musician goes like out of a band and does his own thing. Um, Richie Sambora, bomb Jovi. Oh it, yeah, I like some of his songs. But oh, have you heard Rosie? By Richie's album, that is Stranger such a good town. song. Oh my god! I've seen. What did you do? Yeah, know. yeah, that is. Like, guys, <laughs> uh, if you've not heard Richie's album, I think you sound Rosie. like oh. Ugly Kid Joe a lot. Um, yes! Slash slashy snake pit in this. There's
3: similar uh, voice, similar voice, definitely Eric. Yeah, can yeah, <laughs> kind of that sort of sound. Yeah, it?
4: <laughs> it's got a surfer vibe as well, oh, hasn't definitely. it? And it's sort of mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uninspiring uh, I think It's, it's a shame Because Slash is awesome but...
3: Slash is awesome here and, and Slash is just like He has the, You know Any quality guitar player Like Slash Or like a Steve Vai They'll just cut through the mix And just You know The fingers just pierce through Just the quality oozes out And uh, yeah We do have the interview as well And it's interesting Where Vanessa asks him About the future of GNR And he's like and he Oh says, he, Yeah He doesn't really know But he doesn't necessarily say We're over You know what I mean This is before Any Chinese democracy era So it's quite a nice little Artifact that interview
4: all he says, if I answered that question, I'd be lying about guns and roses. So that, that's the pit innit, where you think he's no intention of coming back any t- anytime soon. He's partying, yeah. and obviously.
3: And uh, we, had, we had we had Slayer next. I mean, you know, part of the big four. Very cool that they're on this bill as well. And um, I mean, obviously they connect with the crowd. Like you know, and, and it's weird to see Kerry. Kerry looks way younger and, and way healthier.
4: Yeah, it's. Uh... Slayer the dick it's always like do you think that's a bit of a lasso rick i'm gonna shit stir but do you think that's a bit of a lasso put down because he, he chose who was going on yeah
3: on. it's weird that I therapy's not think- num- like therapy must have been massive for them to be above slashy snake pit and slayer and and Sl- you know slayer though especially you're right yeah weird
4: i feel that's just a i feel that's a lot to because Lars does do a few things in the interview, his interview, where he says about Bam's not smiling, and doom and gloom, mm-hmm. and I think he was getting sick of all that doom and gloom yeah. at the time, and the theatrics and the image, and he wanted to totally break away from that, and appeal more to the alternative, and I think with Slayer, because they'd had a few spats, I'm sure, um, yeah. keep them keep him close, but not close enough to get any joy of sort of upstaging, which I don't think he would anyway, because Metallica kick ass live, so yeah. but I don't know. I feel it's like Slayer by. Like, if they'd have been just before Metallica, that would have been interesting, but it's never come to that, has it? It's always no. been no, no. It's, it's uh... back. Just know you play. maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do feel part part of why I put they put them on a bit earlier was just to sort of, and you have these sound speakers, don't you? So probably maybe with. Therapy, do you have someone like sounds on the monitors. Don't go. Could be something. Maybe, maybe
3: well. so. Yeah. And uh, now that you mention it, I remember at the the big four concert over in Sofia. The DVD when they had all the bands together, and at the end they did the "Am I Evil" jam. And I think it was Kerry King who just doesn't go on stage, and he's like, oh, "I don't like the song" or whatever. I'm like, first of all, it's a legendary cornerstone song. Second of all, just fucking strum along. Like, I, I don't know why it's such a big deal for you, but yeah, Slayer there, and it's cool in the interview as well. I don't know if you notice where uh, they're talking about their upcoming album. They're going to do an album of all like punk covers and bands that influenced them and stuff like that. And um and the interview is like, oh yeah, like uh, like offspring and they just like laughed. They're like, That's not <laughs> that's not punk, like, you
4: know <laughs> I think we sl- then they went and did like a new metal sort of album. Didn't they you know, did all they definitely did yeah. was it Diablo or something That's uh, music like, yeah.
3: in yeah something like that, yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, did and I because it was on the Kerrang C D ninety seven Summer Madness, they did a sort it had the same break like Calm. It had that I've to it and I was, um, that's what got me into more carn and new metal then. But right, <laughs> so, right. so thanks Slayer for getting me into new metal because, yeah, it so, was it was it was a '97 or summer summer madness CD. They did a song off that Dial
3: Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, so much, so much wrestling, so much metal. That crossover is is a beautiful thing. And um, I think the Undertaker recently came out to um, uh, a Metallica song as well. And now that we're dead, so so yeah. So as you you know, if you guys are listening and you maybe weren't aware of this lineup, but it's absolutely incredible. What a stack of bands, and it's not Slayer over yet. kick
4: ass as well, don't we? Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not oh yeah, yeah. No, no.
3: The um, there's a clip of them playing War Ensemble, and they fuck, they murder it. Like you know, I've always thought yeah. with Slayer, riffs are great they fucking suck at doing solos. Like, I know it's kind of just a noise mania, the sounds of carnage sort of thing, but it's a dive bomb, it's an odd note here and there. There's never any,
4: like, lead playing, you know? Slayer are good when it's the rhythm in it, and when it's the... When it's just straight to that tempo, Mm -hmm. that muted sort of... Oh, yeah, that chugging. That's when they sound kick-ass, but I know what you mean about the, like... I know that that's kind of their thing. I know, I know that's
3: what they're trying to do and I'm not trying to be like, "Oh, why can't you be like why can't you be like Richie Sambora, you know?" I mean, not everyone's going to be like Rosie, but still uh so next playing next was Skid Row with um Sebastian Bach. Who I I kind of low-key love this guy. Like I love his enthusiasm for <laughs> he's so music. Dead,
4: he? <laughs> yeah,
3: he, he seems like a little kid on stage. Like I love it.
4: Yeah, he's so he's, he's sort of like like, uh, he's, he's sort of bimboish, ish isn't he? Like, for he a guy. A bit, he's, yeah, quite yeah. A he's, of, he's a bit of a pretty like,
3: boy, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, totally. Dead playful, isn't it? It's, he's, he's, um, he's dead, like, sort of joyous. And he's. I don't think he takes himself too seriously, Sebastian really? back. He's just dead funny. You watch any interview, and he's always got, like, a smart <laughs> guy to say. Yeah, he's, uh, a, he's, a, 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 bit he's like a smart
3: that. guy as well. Like, in the interview, what I liked was, uh, Vanessa's like, oh, and now we're going to see Sebastian and Co." And he's like, Sebastian Coe,
4: isn't that a runner?
3: And I was like, like he's very witty, like, it's very, it's very quick. Like,
4: yeah, yeah, And what does he say? I feel sorry for those in Reading because yeah. talking about how good the festival is, yeah, and I just, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I love Skid Row. I like Slave to the Grind yeah. and like you've uh, gone A- wild
3: and yeah, all of that shit. I- like. Mm-hmm. Me too, me too. And, uh, you know, it was cool they were there. And, uh, you know, they high up the bill. Uh, I think Subhuman Race was out at that time. I think that's their third yeah, record. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they play. They do great. And um, I don't know if you caught that as well on the footage. Um, the, for some reason, they bring, like, a small child on stage to, like, do yeah. air guitar. <laughs> like, in front of 100,000 people. There's this, like, six-year-old boy with a blown-up Strat. It's great.
4: Is that his lad? Because I want to be I thought... Yeah, gotta be a kid, hasn't it? Or just it some
3: Brody's some... son, or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just some kid. Yeah, it's
4: gotta be some like a winner of a competition or something, mm-hmm. or just yeah. I thought I when I saw it, and he's he's and he's wearing like is he wearing boxers back or whatever? He's yeah, not wearing. No, Sebastian a short...
3: back leaves nothing to the imagination up there. Jesus, like he he's probably got skiddies in it, skid rows in his underwear, like.
4: The, well, the best um, Skid Roll gig I've seen, like, uh, uh, Moscow Music Peace Festival. That's okay. from Bon Jovi and Cinderella. That oh, was nice. 89. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I was oh, got that on VHS. I say that now. sound old, but yeah, <laughs> don't get that. Video. Um, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That, that was the one that sort I got. I me. Mean, they come on to a uh, holiday in the sun by it, Sex Pistols. Oh,
3: nice, nice, nice. So, uh, so, yeah, finally, just before Metallica take the stage, Therapy are there who, you know, again, I'm going to say, like, respect to therapy. Awesome that they're up there. And it's just such a sign of the times, isn't it, that they ascended before all these other bands, this alternative Northern Irish
4: free piece, like. Well, the Wild Arts were big as well, weren't they, time the t- mm. just before them. And then you've got bands a few years later, like Three Colours Red. Right. That Brit Rock style uh, yes. mixed with a bit of the Foo Fighters Um, And that were popular. It's it's quite ironic that the name's called Therapy with a question mark for this festival. Yes, that's very true. That's very true. Because I'm just like, and
3: and uh, in in the interview, Vanessa's interview with the guy from Therapy, he mentions, and I I I imagine maybe this was who Lars wanted and James wanted, Alison Chains. So I mean, that would have been an awesome opener for Metallica, right, on this bill. That would have been so cool.
4: They were you, and you could tell they were a huge influence mm-hmm. on like what Metallica were doing. Oh,
3: definitely. Uh, mm-hmm.
4: would, yeah, definitely, because yeah. you can just tell by the mood and the down and dirty sound and yeah, facelift and dirt. But just being oh, released. Okay. I was, yeah, I think they had. Yeah, they had. Yeah, no, I think uh, I've, no dirt had
3: been out a while by this time. Yeah,
4: it was one of like Geffen's biggest sellers that year. It was huge. It was like I think it went plan. i mean, a massive, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's one of my favourite albums of all oh, time oh yeah it's an
3: amazing album and like uh, you know you were mentioning before about getting into music stuff like that the reason I got into Alice in Chains Grand Theft Auto San Andreas that right. that, that, was, that was the first time I heard them
4: bones and I was like
3: what the hell is this like you know
4: oh I should um, there's a band called um, British, and they're called um, Angry Chair I've seen oh, them cool. times mm-hmm. they play around I've seen them in Manchester and they do like all the gigs around the UK they are the best Alice in Change tribute act. Well, the only one I've seen, so I will, but I will I was plug them say, them yeah. up. <laughs> I don't
3: think there's many. But, but they're that's from Okay.
4: They're from Blackpool, they're called Angry Hair. And um, i like, they, they don't dress like them, so to say. They just, they don't look like them. Mm-hmm. They
3: just sound like them, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, obviously, the, and there's a band called Godsmack as well that that support Metallica. And uh, yeah, so, <laughs> seen
4: Godsmack three times.
3: <laughs> I mean, I love Godsmack. yeah, yeah, they're all right. They're, they've got a few tracks here and there. And uh, the guy, I think the guy sang Sad But True" or something like that with James on the uh, on the Saint But anyway, Metallica get on stage. I think it's about eight PM or so. Ecstasy plays and I guess just before we get into this, we should say that um, there isn't a sort of pro shot of this concert really what we've watched is a collection of camcorders with the soundboard and you know it's incredibly watchable but you've got to say haven't you hughes every time shout out the camcorder guys like if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be doing this episode like
4: it made it possible cheers (laughs) guys it's like a five cam mix and a two hour 26 like show
3: Mm it it
4: looks really good it does yeah it does and it's not, it's not amateurish, is it? It's a proper camera. I don't know what it was, a Sony Ericsson or...
3: Yes, <laughs> I I'm going be... imagine it's quite beefy on the shoulder. But, uh... yeah, yeah,
4: I think it's one of them old school cameras. Mm-hmm, like. It's mm-hmm. got to be on it. Like... Yeah,
3: yeah so uh ecstasy plays of course and uh you know everyone's clapping along and it's such a sea of hands and it's a giant stage as well of course it is but you kind of only really appreciate when you see metallica on it how much space there is and how they dominate through it and then what i liked was you know you get that root you get the sound of it for the needles being pulled off the record and ecstasy stops and the voiceover says due to the recent death of heavy metal metallica has been cancelled <laughs> And then James says, fuck you, son of a bitch, motherfucker. And they just kick into Bread Fan, which is uh, yeah. I mean, real pummeling version of the song, right?
4: Oh, I mean, I've, I've checked out the original, which is good, but it, it definitely oh, yeah. sounds of its time like more, so, I will not say psychedelic, but more it weak. This version's actually a lot faster, whatever. Mm-hmm. you heavier. Total good opener. I'd have chose Battery. If I was choosing a song beginning with B, I'd have done Battery or yeah. um, Blackened, but yeah, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. Exactly. Just, just exactly. Yeah, yeah.
3: But uh, but no, but no. They they just. I mean, it's a killer version. Obviously, that riff and just the, the barked melody, and it just you know, it's a, it's a shot straight to the heart. And uh, they're just in it really. And the sound mm. is fantastic as well on the stage. You know, you can really hear Jason. Uh, the, yeah. the the balance is spectacular. There's kind of you know huge screens either side, and they've all got their mics, but they're all facing out. And you kind of see the crowd. You could appreciate it more in daylight like especially on say the skid row and slayer um footage there are so many people
4: there there is just a giant sea of fans like it's insane it's crazy and the fact that you can hear out the clarity of like the instruments the drums mm-hmm. are so evident it's like it's got that massive studio sound
3: yeah yeah i mean they that...
4: pounding lars is kicking ass like the drums sound amazing the lighting is fantastic, yeah. And the way and the way they use the stage with the mics because they've got their interchanging the microphones going across. They've clearly made this to show like, right, we're the kings. Oh yeah. We're we we're having the whole of this stage because <laughs> they definitely extended it. From they Metallica,
3: did. Yeah, yeah, completely. The layout
4: yeah. and everything. The drums at the top. So all the sort of overpowering the audience. Mm-hmm. And it's got that. It looks ambient it de- like sort of i wouldn't say greek but yeah it definitely yeah i know what you mean that... yeah
3: it's got kind of a co- colossal kind of coliseum kind definitely. of feel to it because it's kind of tiered yeah and uh yeah i mean a stellar version then they kick into master again epic but annoyingly as is the mid-90s way it's it's the shortened version for some reason
4: yeah i, I don't like it when bands do this when they do do like I don't mind medleys either, but I don't like it when they'll just, just do a... The good thing about this is it's got a good pace about it, though. It's not too rushed when they play it, because sometimes I don't like it when it's like getting a bit too late, when it does that, I don't like that. I like it when it's more the rhythms slightly, sl- just a bit slower so you get you get the more meaning of it, you get more intensity. If it's just rushed, it loses its meaning sometimes. So I like the pace, but yeah, they've not done the long version I think it's just because they know Listen, we've got a hell of a set list We've got to cram it all in here Yeah, um,
2: yeah
4: And we, we want to <laughs> give them everything You know what I mean? And the uh, I know what you mean, Or They don't get the best out of it. Is that what you reckon? Yeah, like?
3: essentially. And it's like Master, you know, it's light and shade, isn't it? it, it it's the heavy, it's, it's the bludgeon, it's the battering ram, but it's also the beauty of the harmonies and, and the build and, and that sort yeah. of idea. And it just feels a little bit chopped off. But hey, like you say, they've got a cram all this stuff in there and i'm sure they had restrictions i've already had so many bands on already so um yeah that's a terrific version and then you know the band is so practiced such a well-oiled machine they, they just essentially finished the black album tour jaunts around the world so we get into wherever i may roam uh you know another stellar version i mean the song itself you know has such peaks and valleys it's really tidal in the way that it drops and rings out and um i mean i mean what could
4: you say here they just nailed this one they kick ass, and I want to say one thing about this. And one of the main stars in Metallica, Jason Newstead, uh. really solidified his worth it on this show. The the harmonies he does, and the vocals, and yeah. the sort of the really oh, and yeah. he shouts it. And like, he it sounds got a choral sound to it. He's re- he really does his part to like deliver in this uh-huh. Newstead. I, I think all on every song, we have a big. Sort of chant it really helps James Hetfield out. Not like he Definitely. needs it, but yeah. No. And um, this, it just, the making use of all the stage, he's helping with the vocal chants, and it just sounds like, again, I'm being, it just sounds epic <laughs> it really does definitely it, this song definitely.
3: yeah 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 no and 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 james and jason's voices as well they just just you know wine and water they just mix so so well and um yeah there's a good shot as well where jason's playing and kirk they sort of share the spotlight together as kirk's dipping into the solo and it, the solos in rome as well they're so mercurial like i love the slippery feel to them and the crowd you hear sports. bursts of cheers every now and then and then as it ends lars points to the audience for the huge ending and then James speaks to the crowd you know for the first time really uh, part of the intro looks like we're going to have ourselves a good fucking time he says we've got some heavy shit for you if you can handle it then we kick into God That Failed with Jason leading what did you make of this performance?
4: I love the military vibe in this song mm. <laughs> and the chunk the bass yeah the, the bass in this really it's dead chugging you can, it's it's proper like it stands out um, it is it's one of them songs on the Black album. It's one of my favourites, to be honest. It's again, um, it, it, it's a bit of a wild card to play, but mm. obviously they just done the Black, and they? saw so, but I think they play yeah, it. It sounds awesome. This this one, um, yeah. not I just love it. Yeah, yeah. Kirk, <laughs>
3: Kirk's on fire in it. It's a real slugger of a version. You know, he has that kind of serpentine solo as it yeah. pulls through, and we kick now. Into, you know, in my opinion, not only one of the greatest Metallica songs ever, one of the greatest songs ever, Fade to Black. Um, and uh, bloody hell, they just knock it out of the park yet yeah, again. I love when it kicks into the breakdown the dun- dun-, dun dun and Jason like leans back and looks up and like takes a breath before he hammers back in. And then when the song cracks open at the end and Kirk's wailing out, like this, this, this fade rendition is
4: superb. It's phenomenal. I, I, I sort of feel like it's early because yeah it is early. I think they peak right. I think they peak here because they've done masters wherever I may roam God, that failed it, it's really sort of it's really epic at this mm-hmm. point it's mm-hmm. yeah. and they get to the fade fade to black um and I feel I feel like it at this point it, they've already sort of I don't know, they've already sort of reached a high high where I think it dips after it, but a little bit, not much. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I I, I mean, the epic lighting in the song, the lighting's there, you see, really makes the song. And then the purple, there's purple, there's a lot of purple lighting going on. Um, I think they probably got it out of the way because they thought, well, we don't want my arm burning so early on, so... (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 so, later, so we'll get that out of the way because that's the one where his arm, usually where he burnt when he was, yeah, yeah, and oh, was yeah oh yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no uh, yeah um yeah, it, it just sounds incredible and um they don't rush on this i like it every they don't waste notes by doing any stupid fills um, no, you're
3: right. You're right. They're very seasoned with the performance. And, yeah, you know, they shows, stick to what they do. Very, very and heady, it's very headliner on
4: this mm-hmm, yeah, kind
3: of thing. It, and, you it's
4: know, definitely James, notable on this. Go it,
3: on, sorry, it, go on. It, it is certainly. Yeah, no, it's fine. And, uh, Jay, you know, James says, you know, I'm going to say a lot. I'm going to say motherfucker a lot tonight. This is a motherfucking new one. And it's interesting you say yeah. that, you know, the show takes a bit of a turn because it certainly does here. Because they play two by four. So load isn't going to be out for pretty much a year. No one in this field has ever heard this song before. You know, James says, you know, you know, here's a new one and they get into it and it just like I don't mind 2 by 4 as a track and it was actually the first song I reviewed on the show by virtue of it being first alphabetically Anyway, oh. um, and it has a place in my heart I remember you know quite liking it when I was a bit younger it has that groove to it but it just feels a little misguided like I know they want to play stuff from the new album and this is probably like one of the heaviest songs they could dig into it's certainly the, the, the most riffiest if, if that's a word but um, I don't know what do you think what do you think about the decision to put this here
4: it's just Roadhouse Rock, rocking it. That's mm. how I feel. It's like it's kind swatter. of butt rock.
3: Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of inane, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah, yeah
4: Bur- Barburner sort of rock. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it just feels out of place. Of all the songs you could have chosen. So I mean, I'm sure at this point they'd finished recording Road because they played "Ain't My Bitch" to, to some of the fans, didn't they? Right. Um, so I think it was in between that. So they already had recordings. If you're going to choose a song from Road. You, you've played fate of black it's slightly slower play something like eat my bitch which is a bit more a
3: little bit a, more ed- yeah got a bit more energy it's got to a good a chorus
4: yeah because mm-hmm. i think lord lacks a lot of really great choruses it's got some good ones like obviously until
3: until it sleeps here uh, of the sleeps, day obviously. yeah yeah there's a few king nothing is a good chorus king but mm-hmm.
4: um, but if you're going to choose a song to play from that i think Two x four, two x four. Yeah, I don't really
3: know why they do. I mean, the song's only been played live ten times, and that was actually between '95 uh, and 2000. And I'm just yeah,
4: in a lift, isn't it? Like, it's can a little hear the bit. Crowd, even.
3: Yeah, the crowd are a bit dubious of it. Mm. And at the end, I don't know if you noticed, Lars stands up right as the song finishes and looks at the crowd for validation. And obviously, they go wild because it's Metallica in front of them. But there is like a slight pause. Where everyone's like. That's what the new Was album's that... gonna be like?
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's just so nickel back. It's it like is.
3: it is a bit, yeah. It...
4: It's before like obviously it's still a rich man's Nickelback because that oh. album paved the way for their career. I'm not like I think I they say, basically be. Based...
3: I don't okay I don't hate Nickelback by the way. I've
4: heard the good but...
3: all all the right reasons. It's right. actually quite a decent album. But I know I totally know what you're getting at, and and yeah I do agree. And James says uh, you like that one. It calls it two by four. He says a song about a piece of wood. How inventive, huh? He sort of it almost dawns on him there and then in front of a million people. He's like, oh shit, this this might not be the right idea, but. <laughs> Too late now, you know, Bobby Rock's already pressed the red button. So they then get into, as if to compensate, uh, they go back. They do a big medley, so we get Ride the Lightning, no remorse, hit the lights, Horseman, Phantom Lord, fight fire with fire. I mean, again, like the truncated master, they're kind of trying to satisfy, aren't they? But by giving us dribs and drabs of everything, we're kind of getting nothing, I feel. I'm not saying it's not enjoyable, but yeah. at these kind of riffy fests, they, they get a little tiresome for me. I, I want the whole thing. I want Play Ride the Lightning. Don't play 2 by 4 play Ride the Lightning.
4: Play Ride, exactly. That's exactly my part, because if you're going to play play that play for the four horsemen or ride the mm-hmm. lightning all the way through they could have and i think in trying to cram it all in you, like you said you're missing the power yeah. and you do you're speeding it up and i don't mind medleys if you get the best bits out of each song but in this um i feel like the fast songs are too slow and the slow songs are sort of too fast they just sort of get it all wrong I think. yeah and yeah it's a li- so- it's a little low point, yeah. Should have played Ain't My Bitch. Good groove. Yeah, man, ride the lightning. No remorse. Hit the lights. They do the all oh, like Phantom and but I've... Yeah, the,
3: fight, pic, fight. the picks are great. Like, like, the choices are wonderful, but just the execution is a little fraught. But that... Yeah, but I I mean, that matters little because it's quite cool as well on stage at this point. It's getting dark. You know, the sun's going down. uh, James is lit from below. uh, Jason starts to jam. Everyone joins in with that chug. And then we kick into something that never fails, always has my hair standing on end. uh, Bells. Bells kicks in now. Belt. Yeah, exactly. Because
4: we've just seen that little Jason Newstead, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers audition, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he's actually playing um, God of Thunder, I think by Kiss. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, um, th- um, for yeah, <laughs> and then the for whom the bell tolls, and the, yeah, obviously, when I first heard that, <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. <laughs>
3: they, they murder it I mean there's not really everyone that knows awesome. that they always kill this song the crowd laps it up the energy the synergy uh, between this baying mob and the four guys is electric and it's wonderful but you know all good things must end and we get a reload song now you know this is really early days this song isn't going to be out on CD for like two years Devil Stance
4: again wrestling, <sighs> wrestling really metal like Ponderous
3: wrestling metal
4: wrestling metal <laughs> No, it's, i've
3: never used that term but that's such a good term yeah
4: <laughs> it's <laughs> great vocals um i thought but the vocals are good james it, they've gone for the blues sound with this as well oh, yeah, there's definitely. a very even in the bass you can you've got the distortion still but it's got a very sort of dingy it's got a, a very bluesy sort of and of obviously southern sound and um but yeah, they, this is such a, like, even Prince Charming's a good song. On, and, it, I don't, well, they were yet to write The Memory re, Remains, so obviously, with, oh, ah, that's awesome. And it's a shame, like, that couldn't have been on the set, but they hadn't wrote it yet, so mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah, and I guess I guess if they did that, though, no one would know the
3: memory, no one would know to sing it back, so it would lose yeah, a bit of a shower. power. Yeah, I know what you mean, because yeah, yeah. no one's It's kind of, as just a Metallica, you know, quote-unquote historian or whatever, or someone's interested in the past, like, it is intriguing that they put Devil's Dance out here, and... There's certain parts of Devil's Dance that I don't mind. I like the now, 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 like that kind of downward pull of it. Like, you know, it seems a little more alive in the context of being, you know, on stage for these people than the record, which is a little uh, turgid. Kirk's solo's a little different on this as well. It doesn't kind of have the descending idea um, that's on reload. Uh, James says at the end of it, that's a heavy motherfucker. It's a new one. Did you get scared? Like, I'm sure... (laughs) yeah no
4: one was out there like whoa like you know but I think I heard someone shouting jump in the fire during one one song play jump in the fire Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and, because because when he's saying you want something heavy and he's like yeah but this ain't it like he's got he's 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 ballsy Mm -hmm. Um, but it's I suppose they could have played The House That Jack Built, which is a good song, but that's ponderous as hell. As that well, is, yeah, that's,
3: that is a little, a little wall ready. Yeah, I don't think that would have been a wise decision there. So now James, again, is talking to the audience. I'm sure people have seen this clip, because um, this, you know, floats around on YouTube and stuff like that. He, again, um, you know, he talks to the bill that they put together. What
2: the right, everyone's in that kind of mood, huh? the fucking bill we kind of put together here. You like that, uh, were you here for COC at all? What about uh, Warrior Souls, see that?
1: Oh yeah, like you see it.
2: white snake from <laughs> all right oy snake Okay? A big
4: moment.
2: We're gonna try and get you to count the song in. It might not fucking work, but while we're fucking here and while you're here, we're gonna try it, okay? So, uh. I think hey, Jason's gonna, gonna, gonna help you out. He's gonna be part of the crowd,
4: alright? Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. I'm gonna try
2: So, after it's we... <laughs> One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four! <laughs> <laughs> they're eight, no, eight, they're they're, uh, uh, it not they, they, they fucking got, got it this, this next eight, time, man. Eight, so eight, this eight, is gonna, eight, gonna be eight. it, Ready, Lars? Two, three, four. One,
3: two, three, four. Ask the crowd about being here for Corrosion and plays one of their riffs and then Warrior Soul And then Kirk tinkles uh, something on his guitar. Machine Head are mentioned, but Kirk plays "Smoke on the Water," which of course you know Deep Purple's the album Machine Head, um, which is nice. And White Zombie, but they play White Snake and uh, Slash's Pit, But Kirk plays some "Welcome to the Jungle," and Axel gets sung a little by James in a kind of mocking idea there. And uh, you know, all of these sort of things adds to the atmosphere, doesn't it? Like Metallica are a band that can always have a laugh what i love
4: yeah they never have ever took themselves seriously on stage after they always have no. fun i mean later on he'd, he'd go on and call everyone the metallica family and all that mm. but that's 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 part of his sort of human side um they've, they've always been just especially james he's, they've always been just decent guys on stage and oh, not, yeah. not definitely not an arsehole like he's not <laughs> he, he's always been pro but like yeah, he just talks to you like a person. That's why I like James Eppfield. He's cool. Like, he's always just like, we're, we're, "We're you, basically. We could be at the. Uh, he definitely could be at the bar drinking with you. Definitely. You can definitely see that with James. Not so much Lars. With a lot of wine or whatever. No, he will be in the, <laughs> the art
3: gallery drinking
4: with. You, <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he'll necessarily be there. Trying but... to sell you a painting. Yeah, but... yeah.
3: yeah. Do you want this basquiat It's only five <laughs> mil, like, you know. And uh, so, so yeah, that that I love, I love that section. uh Really, really endears you further uh, to the four of them. And then the guys count in. To personally, my all-time favorite Metallica song: "Creeping Death." Which I mean, they just murder this again, <laughs> like you know, the Dai Chan, uh, you know, Newstead yeah. holding it all together, the solo, Kurt going out onto the catwalk, like just chills.
4: It, it, this is yeah. I mean, when you ask me at the beginning, my favourite song is it's, it's "Creeping Death." Always, goes I always go back to this because whew, it's like when I first—that's why I ride the lightning so good. Because mm. when I first heard that, when I first heard, when I first heard any song on that album. Mainly Creeping Death and um, Throwing the Bell Tolls and Ride the Lightning. But Fate of, there's so many. And like, yeah. Creeping Death's like, it's just the ultimate. It's got everything. It's, it's, it's the right heaviness, it's got the right chorus, mm-hmm. it's got the chants, it's dark, it's, it's just, oh, it's everything you want in a Metallica song. It's got purpose. And the bass on this sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, it just sounds so clear. I um, mean, yeah. it just sounds ace. Like die, die, die! I, that I keep saying the Oh no, no, all yeah,
3: all of that, all of that. I mean, yeah. it is, it is just they, they, they always seem to nail "Creeping Death" because they know how much it means to that live crowd. You know, they know that this song really is kind of top tier of Metallica songs, Metallica live okay. songs. So, um, Kirk takes a little solo spot at the end, and I loved how Lars walks up to him, and passes him a drumstick, and he like uses it as an ebow. Like, I've not really seen that before.
4: Yeah, it's a bit of, again, like the, the having fun side. I mean, that's one thing I will say about Lars, actually. He does, when um, he, he stands up a lot, and I love that, Lars. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got his own style there, like standing up and, you know, waving the sticks, and he, he's sort of like his own front man. He's definitely not, he gets criticised for his drumming techniques a lot, like. He does, um, he
3: does, yeah.
4: But not on this, on this, he's powerful. No, no, head, he's, man.
3: yeah, he's superb here, really, really it, good here.
4: Notable. He's, he's he's not trying to do stupid fills and like hi hats. He's he's proper like just boom, just like smack smacking them. Like it just got that arena sound, on it? And um, yeah. I I mean, I'll, as much as Lars, whatever you want to say about him as a person, like live, he gives it hundred and ten.
3: He does. He does
4: always, always, yeah, and always. No, I've never seen him. Not I've seen him three times, and even the last time that was my best. On a, they they just sounded better in the rain <laughs> uh-huh, believe uh-huh.
3: it or not oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw them on the same tour yeah but I saw them at the uh, in, in the London show yeah
4: the Twickenham yeah, show I, I thought they sounded immense like uh-huh. last time out. I don't know why it was just but yeah they, but on this show yeah Lars is um, he, he, he does have fun on stage doesn't he he does uh, he
3: does yeah he's he's loose but still quite precise and, and, and tight kind of paradoxically at the same cocky.
4: time yeah, cocky, cocky yeah 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 and um <laughs>
3: uh sanitarium next so you know forget the dark days just prior of of load and reload songs now it's just straight through classic 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 and um you know yet again what can you say stunning performance as always james really wrenching those chords dan 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 dan. like he really seems deep in that pocket crowd going wild,
4: glorious fast break sounds loving the guttural vocals um, his voice really sounds strong on this one. It does. Um, I love the intro. Yeah. The little intro he does just before it and it leads into it. And you, oh, yeah. And this is why they should not should have cancelled out Devil's Dance because you've got like all these songs they play Fade to Black, and Wherever wherever I May Roam, Creeping Death, Sanitarium. If you'd have left the weaker ones out, and put in a few more like your battery or your blackened, then you've got the ultimate 10 out of 10 show because it was getting there. Until yeah, the crap songs came in but uh, <laughs> it was on it was on a 10 but yeah did did I mean this this and Creeping Death it's really hard to choose which is better I just think they're both as good as each other mm. in this it's, it's just like what a choice of songs like most bands will never have them two to play back to back in their old career like that is no. two fantastic <laughs> yeah. songs. Well, that. there's a
3: there's a third. I mean, after Sanitarium, we get uh, you know, mm-hmm. as the, I Absolutely. mean, you mentioned Black and before, yeah, we get Harvest we get a slice of Justice. I adore this song so much. It has such a unforgiving crunch and chomp to it. You know, Lars is all teeth and muscle, pulsing the song forward. It, it revolves. It relies on a lot of drops and a lot of pauses and waits, and then and then leaping back. And there's a lot of tension. And really, they were just monsters at this point. You know, when you watch like the Cunningham, DVD which captures the kind of next era they were yeah. a different sort of band, you know. They're a more soulful proposition, whereas this is kind of the ultra-macho, mechanical, um, mm-hmm. you know, all that sort of idea. And I really liked as well, I don't know if you saw when, you know, the sort of harmony bits in the middle of this song. Jason, like, kind of air guitars over to them as he stops playing his bass. He kind of, like, puts his fingers in the air and twiddles them a bit, which I'd never really seen either, which I thought was really, really cool. And, uh... I mean, I mean, Harvester is a, cl- a classic for me, a classic Metallica song.
4: It's an awesome song, yeah, uh, and um, they're, they're just owning their epicness now. They, <laughs> they are. Feel like, uh, The audio mix, it just, and, uh, yeah, Newstead, it just, he, for me, like, I don't keep going back to him, but he, he has, he's proved his worth, and all the, all the sort of, um, I think he was unfairly treated at times, and he, he shows that he was a, really important piece to that oh, band yeah. live oh, God. Play. his vocals and um helping out with them but his energy he's always the fan in him right he never forgot he was always the most passionate i felt um mm-hmm. live he, he always brought the energy but this song is um again it's, it's fantastic it's one of my favorite songs on um, justice yes. um there's not many songs on that album that would i'd play over that so they, they got it right. They get it right this time. Mm-hmm. Death, mm-hmm. Sanitarium, harvest of the sorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it yeah. would have been Dude. nice
3: if they like pulled out a shortish straw or a Diaz Eve as a concession back. Mm. But you know, I get it. The band. At this time, 95, they've not really even been around that long. They've only been around 10 years. So it's kind of, they're not, you know what I mean? It's not like they're dipping back and doing, like, fan favourites because they kind of all are. Like, they're kind of all kind of in that that tier. Like, it it is mad that it's 10 years in and they're in front of so many people and just absolutely killing it. At the end of Harvester, we get this kind of interesting jam thing where james is singing like harvester and it kind of like sharing the mic with jason and the song kind of fades out kirk has a solo he teases the unforgiven lead line briefly which is nice but obviously they don't play unforgiven which is interesting yeah
4: again it's like with a medley do it go out play if you're gonna don't tease them with, like, here's what you could have won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that was a <laughs> giant true, single.
3: So it's like,
4: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't, don't tease them with the Unforgiven and then not, like, just do a little bit. I was mm-hmm. sort of like, they're on a winner here. Really. They're kicking ass, like, they're playing Harvester, um, Creeping Death, and oh, they play some, like, best songs in their career. And then they're on to another, right? Like, and then they don't play it. And I was like, oh, but they redeem it. Mm-hmm because we know what's next, so... <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as we hear the intro to Nothing Else Matters, you know, the crowd as well sing along. They're in full-throated appreciation. James really earnestly performing. I mean, another stellar rendition. James doesn't kick away the chair at the end when he solos, but it still rocks magnificently. What, what did you think of this version of Nothing Else Matters?
4: Fantastic. I love the guitar. Again, the clarity. Mm. The play is just... Um... Again, not too much, just just precise. Uh, mm-hmm. I've always loved Kirk Hammett's, Obviously, sparse sound. Uh, yeah. I've always loved the way he plays and the, and the way he is on stage. He doesn't play, move like a lot of metal guitarists. I know what you're saying, yeah, yeah. He it's, it's, it's sort of like his Zephyr vibe. He's always had that, hasn't he? And yeah, I, it's I, kind I of more enigmatic,
3: isn't he? Like,
4: yeah, yeah. Mm. He's got spirit and he's got soul and um, I like, and the ending vocals as well. I like the outro Yeah There's an outro vocal on it And it just sounds Really good mm-hmm. Um, I mean Say what, what you want About that song But They played it You know Because people say "Oh, They played it at weddings And it was played everywhere Listen it's a good it It's a good song Oh yeah
3: it's- Classic Like yeah Amazing song Yeah mm-hmm.
4: They've been writing stuff like that Like Fade to Black So They've been writing Ballads Not ballads But you know Slow songs for years So that wasn't the first, was it? I don't know why they got so much stick for it, to be honest. Oh,
3: I mean, they got stick by idiots, didn't they, really? It's like, people who actually enjoy music don't really give it a second thought. They know how good that song is. And, and Nothing Else Matters does one of my favourite things in music with any band. I love songs that end with big guitar solos to, like, close it out. Like, I always just think it's a boss yeah. move. Like, guns always do it. Die Straits do it quite a bit as well. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I, I just kind of like that uh, that twist. So, uh you know... Hit after hit after hit, of course. Someone a
4: swing, yeah. I can hear. Oh it. yeah, someone yeah.
3: a swing, yeah. Tunnel of love, that. like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah
4: tunnel of, the... of love, tunnel um, of love.
3: What a song! Oh my god, amazing what a song. song. We'll have to do a die straight, sir. Okay. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they, I don't think they ever played <laughs> bombs <laughs> of rock, hard. to be honest. But uh, I can't really imagine not Ophul up there. But uh, sad but true next, um, <laughs> you know, which is just such a heavy crunch, such a wallop. Like uh, you know, yeah. everyone's eating this up. They know how to you know push your buttons, as it were, and uh, fuck me, this is just hammer force, like, of a song.
4: So, so powerful, again. James' voice is higher pitched, I feel. He's, he's got a high-pitched twang to it on this one. Mm. Um, Newstead, again. Star of the show, that, like, not Newstead, oh, yeah. vocal help, again. Uh, um, just the sound, goes. you can see the way it spreads around the feel you can hear it, like it's so colossal, it's so epic. and um, it's like Alabama slammer, I've it. sounds like it sounds it sounds big. Yeah. Blooms is oh, yeah. still still has that just it's still got that. It's so minimal, but it's so
3: huge. It just it, simple, every note, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. It just kind of uh, na 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 na. That pull off as well, just that is just so essential. Just and oh, they man. don't
4: rush this one either. It's nope. That's what this is just played mm-hmm. to the right tempo again. And oh man, yeah, um, it's one of the best I've heard this one actually, so yeah, yeah, it,
3: yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a supreme version, and uh, the main set uh closes out now with one. Which again is just, you know, a, a dominant version. Uh, really love that. Fireworks going down, which proper illuminate the Donington Strip with a plum. You know, it's so mighty and, uh, you know, a stunning piece. And you can, I love how, I don't know if you caught this, but after the song concludes, you can hear on the camcorder people laughing, almost in disbelief, like at what they've witnessed, because it is just like fucking hell. They've done nothing else but a sad but true one. Like, you're just dazed on your feet.
4: And I think the whole what makes this so good, especially one, is um, it's so cinema. Again, it's so movie. Terminator and like a Universal Soldier were big at the time, like around the time, like a few years earlier, ninety one. But Universals, a lot of war movies, a lot of like that, like army machine, futuristic vibe, Mm -hmm. and like. And I think they're going for that, like especially with the scenery and the and the drumming, and the... Yeah. <laughs> going for that that sort of military, you know, the fantastic scenery, the cinematic, that pull you in, sort of visual, visual. and had it not been for the stage and all this, it wouldn't have worked as well, but the stage and the way they move about on the stage and the way they, uh, the lights coincide with it all, the way it all works together and synchronises with the drums with the vocals I think it makes it so much more epic and they'd have just played the song without sort of the effects and all the absolutely the all the, all the fireworks or whatever. it wouldn't have sounded half as cool but because they do that in virtually like, they have a lot of effects in every song like with the lighting and that it, it, it's, it's an experience and everyone's like Whoa. Like I felt it watching it I was like fucking hell mm-hmm. um, I don't think I've seen it that good live <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no this is up there this is definitely. It, this up there. is up. It's definitely up there. It's so like It's not just playing it live with a little backdrop of like a screen.
3: No, they yeah. brought they brought it again and again and again throughout this night. And they brought
4: studio effects. They brought, it's like being in an acting shoot, <laughs> like a fighting scene in some not Saving Private Ryan. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no definitely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, 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 they were, they knew that I they think spared well no expense. Well.
3: Yeah, definitely. They, and they um, put everything into
4: this one. Like, as they to show do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah
3: just to just to you know kind of we're here like you know it's not 10 years ago we're not coming on after rat like this is it like you know <laughs> we're, we're fuck Rat. <laughs> like, you know what i mean yeah, yeah we're, we're we
4: are here. the biggest mm-hmm. and like we're going to give you a bang for your buck and we're going to show you like kiss you used to and that's what you do if you're gonna if you want people to respect you as the biggest and the best and you've got to invest hey, go for mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh <laughs> yeah.
3: so that that closes the main set. Of course, we have an encore or two, and uh, you know, Hughie. One of the things that us Brits always seem to do for some reason uh, is is chant, and I love how it goes dark, and you just hear "You fuck bastard, you fuck bastard, you fuck bastard," just ringing are out. Say- Everyone going rowdy.
4: Yeah, I heard that, and I was like, are you saying that?" To
3: is it think- maybe like a roadie or something? I don't really know. Yeah, but
4: because I'm like, none of them are fat, are they? No, like, God, I think
3: it's just kind of just what gets said you know what I mean it's just kind of like yeah, everyone's yeah, pissed up just, in the field like it just yeah people just get into that, that
4: mode we love a chant in England don't we love we that. do that's... we
3: love it we love it
4: I don't think people took themselves as seriously in that times either I no, oh no certainly
3: not no this is uh, yeah this is a, a different generation you. yeah 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 so falling
4: so, um, out and taking a photo was more important than watching the band <laughs> that's a good point there's no phones at all there's a few camcorders and that's it like And now it's just like you go to most gigs, and it's like, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to stop doing it because it's just like the prime objective is for people to be seen and show. I don't mind people taking photos and filming it a bit. People did it in the last Metallica show. Hmm. Um, It nearly resulted in a fight, actually, with two guys. But we'll go on that. I'll tell you about that another time. Yeah, (laughs) how crazy because someone was filming them um yeah and the guy behind him was rock like, like rocking and he was like mate i'm filming he's like mate it's metallica yeah <laughs> so, so i just said to my brother and then like, he's like yeah but technically he has been there all right like, wanting to film on his quality thing i said it's got to become a compromise where he's still allowed to rock he can film for a few minutes but if you want to do a whole show get on a seat uh, and then Yeah, you do whole the show. show. What are you doing?
3: You, you use your memory and your eyes. Like that's your camera. Like just yeah. the present,
4: enjoy the moment. Know, like because you it's... can't go back and go. Well, yeah, I really Backlit. enjoyed the gig. Mm-hmm. Did you? You filmed it. I mean, yeah. these guys filmed it. To be fair, whoever filmed this show, but different so, times,
3: wasn't it? That was that was for actual bootlegging, like rather than that just... was for
4: bootlegging. Yeah, yeah that's it. Was it. Does, that was like... for a good cause in a mm-hmm. way because it was so people because people didn't have access. As much then did they and yeah. now like we're we just got access to it now so that's history but now everyone can see see it so yeah it's a lost art so I'll just going to the gig and enjoying it um and people don't do it enough i don't think i think they just like yeah it's, it's just we oh, are. Can't, yeah
3: they just can't be like you say they can't be present and it's a
4: shame but i've noticed that a lot of people you want to talk to people I'm not saying be weird but just i feel like some do it, but there is, it's just people, it's, yeah, stop posing, man. Just enjoy the concert, mm-hmm. you know I, mean?
3: Mm-hmm. I mean? James would James would say a kill-all-posers. Like, that was his, uh, his motto, his mission statement. So they come back on now for Last Caress, of course, the Misfits cover. And, uh, you know, James said earlier that he's going to say motherfucker a lot. And he says, hey, cock-sucking motherfuckers. And then <laughs> rips into it. And, uh, you know, this. And then they do seek Destroy Afterwards. Both of these, like, exactly what people want, a shot in the arm, and uh, they deliver.
4: There's last caresses and misfits in it. Um, That's right, yeah, it is. Yeah, celebratory. Um, it's very... And we love that in England, like a sort of, like, sort of punky sort of Definitely. song. to, And it does it, again, it's fast. It's good enough to pass. Like, sort of like a bread fan. Um, and it works, yeah. It totally, Hetfield doesn't talk too much. Uh, i've put that throughout It doesn't talk too much in not this too show. much
3: no no they they have it's... that little impressions bit that's kind of the most of it isn't it yeah
4: this is like get on with a job sort of gig mm. like we're gonna put on a show and we don't need to talk like
3: <laughs> yeah yeah I well think... the music doing the talking for us definitely like yeah definitely. Uh, apart apart from two by four and devil's dance but you know we'll, we'll ignore those so uh yeah cool. they uh, they they do Lascares. they do seek and destroy any any thoughts on seeking destroy
4: Sounds huge. I brought uh-huh. um, Standing the Scene by Donington. Standing the Scene by Donington, or whatever, yeah. yeah searching yeah. P- part sounds crisp. Uh-huh. Um, The searching, yeah. That, that you can hear that in his voice. Oh, yeah. uh, voices. Suchy, he's proper. Uh-huh. And then, um, sw- what have I put in here? Sweatband. Sweatband? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see okay. sweatband again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweatband you know i see it when he's doing his strums and drags a bit with the zephyr jam yeah it it drags a bit at the end of that song it doesn't yeah it it always
3: kind of does doesn't it and it's interesting like on the tour that um you know i saw them on recently the worldwide tour uh, seek was the third song like they they would put it up front rather than being a long closer because sometimes versions of it can run to like 15 20 minutes on live binge and stuff like that so yeah, um, this version, yeah, like I say, outstays is welcome. But I know what you're saying. District has a tendency to drag and drag and drag, and then they come back for the final encore, which is a one-two punch of Enter Sandman and So What. And uh, I mean, yeah, the the, the 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 Sandman is just phenomenal, and uh, the lights as well, the explosions on stage really underscore the power.
4: <laughs> Fantastic. Um, the dreams of war part again, Newstead. <laughs> Dreams of war. It, yeah, yeah. it just it sounds so. Sorry for, for awesome bass. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Hammett, sparse as usual. Proper tempo. Sounds meaningful. Sounds intense. Got the bass and the guitar pounding. It, it, yeah, and you can hear everyone going mad for this one. This is like because a lot of people would have wanted to hear that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they could have opened it. That's one of them, where if you open with it or close with it, as long as you don't rush it, I've always had a problem with the rushing, they don't rush all the Colossal songs on the set list. Mm. Apart from the medley, they do justice for all. <laughs> hey. I didn't write it down. <laughs> I didn't. No, um, and, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's quality. It really It sounds amazing. Um,
3: it does, again, it does. I mean, you know, we've reviewed a lot of concerts on this podcast and every single one they've played Sandman and every single one <laughs> has not been a disappointment. Like you say, this is a song that everyone on your granny knows and everyone's singing along. The Roar. You know, oh the yeah, the is giant. Yeah, I wish I was there. They are the Dons of Donington, no doubt about that. And oh, um, Nobody's
4: come close at this one, nobody no. Some no. gigs they might, but no, not of this. <laughs> no, no, they and were in Metallica one.
3: Rare form, game absolutely one. rare form. And uh, they close with So What, the anti Way League cover, which again, I like that they throw that in there, just, just, you know, the punk cherry on top, as it were.
4: Just ends it. A lot of bands like Status Quo always close with Bye Bye Johnny and <laughs> right. just as little... <laughs> Sorry, I know I threw them into it. Yeah, it was I was like,
3: status quo, okay, status quo,
4: fair enough, yeah. They center of throw, I've seen them like 16 times. It's family tradition, right, so they was the right, first gig right. I ever went to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 94, so <laughs> I was in 95 at the Blackburn Arena, yeah, so that. It, <laughs> but they always close with like a sort of celebrate, like ba, ba like yeah, a yeah, yeah. Of, Just a little ending, just a little. And that's what I like about this. It's nothing. They've done the serious now. They've, they've done the epic. Just end it on a good, you know, have a safe journey. I think he says that. He
3: does. Yeah.
4: Which yep. shows he's a decent guy. Oh, know, yeah. Somewhere.
3: Oh God. Yeah. Hepfield has a heart of gold, no doubt. And, uh, so, you know, that that's Donington. That's their Donington 95 escape from the studio set. And, uh, you know, I, I, it was a joy to watch this and make notes for this. Really. This is definitely one of the, Best Metallica concerts ever. I'm going to say, just in terms of their form, like who they are, how confident they are. You know, they read like you were saying before. They're not just one of the biggest metal bands; they're one of the biggest bands in the world, and they justify uh, that yeah.
4: here. And, uh, like I said, game over. Whoever thought had any questions about them prior to this show, they basically said, right, we've captured metal. Now we can capture an alternative. We can ca-. and and then he even. Some would argue catch a country with mama. But mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 no, but they, they, no, but, yeah, and they they, basically, they went through all, they, they just went out dominant and, they, and they're and they still going. It's great. And what I've wrote about this is I've given it an eight out of ten, possibly a nine. Right. I, I always score. Mm-hmm. Solid rock spectacle with energy and stagecraft. And best rock band in the world at this point, right? And I don't think anyone could argue. Iron Maiden may have won, like In turn, you know they've got a great discography, no doubt about it. Oh yeah. But they've always had that. I don't say antique, but vibe about death. Leopard bands like that. I've seen them; they're good. But Metallica sort of. They were always the people's champ, I think, in terms of. Like they were the the people's band. I think. Yeah, they've always had that. It's less. It's less theatric. It's not too carny, It's not too not trying to be too biblical or oldish. You know, like Iron Maiden, and I, I love Iron Maiden. Don't oh, me me, oh, yeah, there. I
3: adore Maiden. But I know, I totally know what you're saying. Yeah, they would never have a giant pyramid on one of their album covers, like you know.
4: Oh, and the, but Maiden would never like be as big as Metallica's net worth, like that. Oh yeah, it?
3: Jesus Christ! Hey, I, mean, I, I mean, look, Maiden are up there. Maiden have their own fucking Boeing plane, like, but, but yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone put a very in a book. They sell Maiden sell more shirts than Topman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I've got one, but I like the shirts. And again, like, like with Lars Zurich, he, he he's built his blueprint off the Maiden marketing and promotion team. Definitely the design. He definitely knew. Liza knew what he was oh, doing. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: The,
4: the but, branding is, yeah. But they did it to their own style, Metallica. That's what's cool. They, like, they didn't try to copy Maiden. But it's, they took of, every...
3: it's funny you mention that, though, because, like, Metallica have Pusshead and Maiden have, what's his name? Is it Derek Sheridan? Is it the main guy who does all their Eddie artwork yeah. and stuff? So they both right. have, like, a guy who does their, like, you know, their look, as it were.
4: But they did it. They sculpted it different, did they? Like, so... They they, they they copied the blueprint, but mm. I don't like. Yeah, they didn't have like. I don't think Metallica had a guy come out and because he had Eddie, didn't he, made him come out and do? Yeah, there's no
3: there's no Eddie equivalent, is there? They they kind of there's that Hetfield skull that gets drawn, but it, that's not as anthropomorphic as Eddie, like you know. So uh, yeah, so as always, guys, we go onto the Twitter and see what thoughts you had about the show, and we've got a few little tweets here. Fixer saying James's haircut is god awful. Also nice to see 2 by 4 and Devil's Dance perform live here. Ralph says Pretty solid, but yeah, I know we disagree with that, but Ralph says, um, pretty solid, Bill. Really dig the set list. I like the idea of starting off with fan-fave cover of Bread Fan to get everyone warmed up. New tracks, 2 by 4 and Devil's Dance are nice to see. Would like to see them thrown into today's sets, to be honest with you. I was always a fan of the Kill Ride Melody too. So What is an excellent closer for a show like this? Great yeah. that they gave a nod to all the other bands on the bill during the jam. Only drawback is a short version of Puppets. Understand why they cut it down, but still don't like it. Also, Swagger in full effect at this time carl saying yeah. not about metallica but amazing to recall how popular therapy were back in their day i mean yeah we touched on that I've, still yeah. kind of baffled but very you know it's kind of a wonderful beguiling thing isn't it i don't know
4: i've seen them <laughs> so i mean, 2001 yeah. but my mate sean he's a fan so he's at the manchester university and at the time i was again i was getting more into new metal mm. new. <laughs> and you so yeah so i was like yeah, but then Limp Bizkit and obviously Slipknot. And so I was more into that. Sure. So I'd seen them live and I thought, yeah, they're all right. But I just think with therapy, I think it was probably because they might have been like the normal Trouble Gun was a good album. I was playing that last night. It's it's I'm going really to
3: check out their music, definitely, because if they were oh, so high up, you know. Yeah.
4: Scream Ager and Going Nowhere are like the two, they are really good songs on that album. They're okay. like the two big hits. And I'd check that out. Trouble Gun, it's it's a good album. It's like the Wild Hearts, and it's got that vibe. And right, right. They do right. it well. They do the sort of gritty sort of pop rock. But um, I think they probably might have chosen them because it might have been cheap, maybe. Good or, point.
3: Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> yeah, maybe they won't ask it that much. So, uh, and they were
4: from Ireland, so they don't have to fly them over, do they? That's true. That's right.
3: true. they got that local, kind, kind of local, not really local, but yeah, kind of yeah. nearby neighboring. So um, Bob, Bob O'Rourke saying, the live B-side version of 2x4 from this show crushes the studio version. Hashtag Altamullet. And yeah, I mean, guys, literally, if you've not seen Hetfield's mullet in this show, it is something to behold. It is absolutely incredible. Graham, who uh, seems to have actually been at the show, says, uh, They opened with Breadfan. Roused me from my drunken slumber. Absolutely superb. I remember Hetfield's ridiculous mullet. And I'm sure they jammed on part of Outlaw Torn at some point. COC were awesome. Should have been higher up the bill, in my opinion. Great day out. And I just want to close with, we actually got an email from Neil, who was there for the whole day. He says, Hi Tom, here's my recollections from the day. Huge build-up throughout the day of a lot of great support bands. Slayer, the obvious standouts. Corrosion and Conformity were brilliant, and i go on to see them support Metallica again the following year at the Glasgow Barrowlands. Probably should have been further up the lineup. Machine Head 2 I'd seen twice in a few months before this gig, also at Barrowlands. White Zombie were big favourites of me and my mates at the time, and seeing them at this gig, they were my hundredth band I'd seen love. Slayer was Slayer, that's enough for anyone. Therapy were on a real roll at the time. Unsurprising, given our High up the bill, they were one of the very first bands I ever saw in 1992 in a tiny venue, and here they were as main support to Metallica three years later in front of 60,000 or whatever the capacity was. A real rise to fame, but they disappeared quickly again. The Ecstasy of Gold eventually rang out the speakers. Then at the end, the music just switched off and there was an announcement. I think it said the band weren't going to be able to play for some reason. Obviously a joke given they just played X C, but plenty of people seemed to believe it. They opened with Breadfan Ace, then quite early we got the truncated version of Master. 25 years later, I still don't know what they were thinking of by doing that. A couple of low tunes were played too, although I don't really remember how they went down. One of the most memorable moments to me was during Kirk's solo, played the Iron Man song Remember Tomorrow. A real thrill for me, one of my favourite songs by them. Completely unexpected and obviously they covered it years later. They also did a jam where they did a load of covers of the bands supported them that day. Ended with So What to bookend the gig with another of their greatest covers. A shame they don't play this song anymore, but James maybe eventually decided he was too old for the risque lyrics. Then it was back to the cars for a sleep before the long drive back up to Scotland. No camping in those days. An awesome day through and through and a great set list. Cheers, Neil. I mean, Neil, thanks for that email. Awesome email. Great yeah. that you were there as well. And uh, yeah, I didn't really consider that, Husey, but it was just a one day. It wasn't like Red. You couldn't stay over. You had to just get there and go.
4: That's I
3: mean there would have been so many I, drunk people that it's kind of dangerous. Like
4: it is dangerous because you obviously you want you want to go back to your tent and I mean bloody hell think at Downworld I oh, yeah. I got lost at one point. <laughs> it told me about an hour to find my tent. Oh, but even up, if man. you've got a tent you're screwed. But can you imagine like I'm drinking all day and then having to get a train or how are they going to get back like obviously um they'll have yeah, had a yeah. desert some like they'll have had designated drivers won't they but yeah sucks for them but <laughs>
3: um... <laughs> i mean regardless i think you know everyone got home everyone got home safely his head implored and everyone had a good time and uh you know again guys this whole concert is online five camcorder mix there is also that almost two hour you know Compilation of all the bands That played on the day And Vanessa Interviewed them all And, and, and I want to just reiterate She is a fantastic interviewer The bands She asks good questions The bands seem really comfortable I mean it doesn't hurt That she's very attractive And clearly most of the guys oh. Fancier And Slash Like I say Probably fucked her that night That might be a bit uh, That's you
4: what i thinking Because Did you see
3: body say, language When yeah. she sat
4: next to Slash She was, was like Sat was like, on his <laughs> lap
3: almost Like they were very So what close. are you going to be
4: doing tonight and Yeah like, She asked yeah. that Yeah She actually says that it's yeah. like <laughs> you i think uh, well, yeah but, um, use your illusions you yeah yeah
3: use no <laughs> illusions like you know we, know we know what's going on but um so uh, uh so yeah that is the uh that is a donnington set and i guess um finally Hughie, like uh, what about yourself is there anything you'd like to promote or
4: well, no, just you know well check out my instagram guys you know check out my um covers uh, on instagram youtube and um yeah, just follow me on twitter hughsy plays all right I do covers of all sorts, so I'll do like Faith No More, anything basically, just just like 30, 50 seconds of a chorus. Most times on Instagram, just so you can get a bit. But- yeah. Uh, I do a good Slipknot cover as well but yeah. <laughs> it's debatable
3: <laughs> okay well uh, no, as always this has been great guys let us know again if you've got any more Donington recollections and we'll read them out in a future episode follow us at Metallica Pod. get in touch with me MetallicaPod at gmail.com if you want to hop on the show and discuss a concert or discuss any other facet of the band's history in the future I would love to do that if you enjoy the show you want to get back to the show leave us a review on itunes uh help support on patreon where you listen to episodes like this a couple of weeks before they drop on the main channel uh spotify we're on run all over wherever your rss feed is uh i was recently on metal at your podcast as well. well it would have been a few weeks ago by the time this comes out but um go check that out we discuss reload versus st anger and various other things as well um we've got lots of Could cool kind st-
4: of system of a down as well i'm a
3: giant system of a down fan as well yeah <sighs>
4: Oh, uh, God, I've got, I'd have to tell you an experience at Leeds Festival when they blew everyone off stage. like they were the What best year fans. was that? That was in 2001. What? Oh, really? What?
3: Like Toxicity era? Oh, man. It was
4: It was just that. It was like a week later when they'd released Toxicity.
3: Wow. And, oh, yeah, you're right, because man, uh, Toxicity actually, you know, Toxicity came out on September 11th.
4: Yeah. Yeah. and that's the irony of that <laughs> yeah I know, I
3: know bloody hell yeah the pr- prison song and all that.
4: yeah yeah fuck <laughs> um, really, but... fair factory P, stain queens at stone age papa roach marilyn Manson, eminem all on the same day
3: damn um, that is like a new metal heaven that day Fuck.
4: it was quality and system of a Down were the best band of the whole festival for me they blew everyone off stage and i've been a fan of them ever since oh, yeah. so and before yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, so
3: worship a worship system i think i think they're an incredible band and uh so yeah uh, this has been Tom as always Alf Metallica and Hugh thanks for coming on man
4: cheers for having me check out this Metallica show guys because it is like one of the best you'll see on YouTube it's fantastic awesome <laughs> I loved it so yeah <laughs> me too me cheers too. for having us